This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, some say it's pretty cool. Uh, with me, who are they? <laughs> with who? me, as always, is someone who would not say that. Hmm. Someone who uh, doesn't care much about this institution, the Rock Hall. Kristen Studdard. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Kristen.com. It's me, getting right to it. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't even let me say my, my fake little uh, <laughs> intro for myself. But you know what? Some people would say it's cool. Oof. You know what? I, I, I'm actually on the fence if our guest would say that it's cool. My obsession with the Rock Hall. I, we're but, about to find so out. So let's, let's bring her in. Uh, very funny comedian and writer. Uh, specifically, she writes for the YouTube series Good Mythical Morning, Ellie McElvain. Oh, I think it's cool. Fuck yeah. I think anyone who's obsessed with anything to the level that Joe's obsessed with the Rock Hall, I think that's cool because I'm obsessed with things to that level. Just different things. Cooler things. Yeah. There we have it. There we have it. Kristen, might I say in your face? Oh, yeah. Nice one. She said she's obsessed with cooler things than your... <laughs> she marginally, just it's cool that you have people, an obsession. I'm, I'm willing not, to take that. Lots of people uh, not think what I'm obsessed with is cool, but, uh, you know, Ellie, it is a little bit more marketable. <laughs> Uh, Ellie, the last time you first off, I should acknowledge that you brought your dog. Your yes. your beautiful dog Lola is here. She's here with she, us in the studio. In studio, and I love her. And if you hear just a little extra joy in my voice, it's because I'm currently petting a little pupper. It's the joy and love that only a dog can bring. Truly, mm-hmm. uh, she's actually on the voting body of the Rock Hall. Oh my god! Right? Yeah, she had a ballot. Uh, That's wild. But she cannot speak English, and so it's very hard to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that secret stays with her. It's interesting that uh, they put another woman on the voting thing. i mean she's white though so it's okay yeah for sure yeah that's to be expected okay. she's mixed all right, oh, all right. <laughs> ellie were you familiar at all with the goings-on with the rock hall this year uh was a little bit what do you got for me no okay you said a little bit you said a little bit but she it wanted a, it to be true it was a pure lie um so so at this point about a month ago they announced who's being inducted this year Oh wow, that's huge for you. That is huge. Uh, we we had we covered the whole ballot, and then the big announcement was really exciting. Now here's the thing: we've had Ellie on the show before. It was about a year and a half ago. And I am in this moment, like I know that we talked a lot about Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Is that, that who we were yeah. talking about? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, she talked that's about why. Taylor Swift. Great, great. Yeah, great, I shot good. my shot for that for for old T Swift. I stand okay. by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For right. sure. You should. So I want to show you, what would you prefer to see? The ballot or who's being inducted? Because the ballot has all the nominees, including those who didn't get inducted. The ballot, and then I want to be shocked. Okay, great. So I will show you. So six artists were inducted from this ballot. Is that you less than normal? Which that feels six like artists from this ballot. Is that less than normal? Six, feels like less six is than right normal. in the middle. Sometimes Last year there were seven. There has been five. year before that it was five. Looking at the full list, who would you pick? Well, me personally. Who's most eligible? 
Definitely Whitney Houston. Mm, thank you. Definitely <laughs> Nine Inch Nails from this year. They had a banger year of like. Yeah, with Old Town Road. Influencing like and what Watchmen their influence and, has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been all over the place. I wouldn't have said Nine Inch Nails any other year, but I've been hyper aware of them this year. Well, I love T-Rex, but I that's new to me. How did T-Rex enter them. your life? Through my brother, because he has cool music taste. Okay. Um, Recently, he Yeah, like in you? this past year. Okay, that's very cool. <gasps> that's neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> That's yeah. You. <laughs> I would say no, thanks. <laughs> Not alone in that. Um, the Doobie Brothers, I thought were kind of a joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to, to many they they kind of were, which is why they hadn't been inducted yet, even though they're kind of that classic rock act you would assume right. would get in. You what I think is wild is how many of the acts that you mentioned are getting in really so even in even as even to drag them no not no. even the ones you drag no, the ones you did not drag okay so the only one you didn't mention that's or the two that you didn't mention that are getting in are depeche, depeche mode, mode and biggie and notorious big the doobie brothers did get in this year no shit yeah so did t-rex uh-huh Oh. And, and so did Nine Ooh. Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And so did Whitney Houston. Whitney. <gasps> oh my God. I, yeah. I had a yeah. nose for it and I d- definitely didn't know it all. <laughs> no, I, I believe that. <laughs> well, because you are, and the reason you are here for this particular episode is because you are a pop aficionado. Yes, that's me. Po- uh, an eternal optimist. <laughs> uh, someone who ap- appreciates uh, and goes to bat for pop music quite a bit. Absolutely. And Whitney is one of the most pop inductees to ever be inducted, I would say. That and, makes sense. Yeah. And if you're looking, especially of the ballot and of the eventual class, Whitney's pop all day. To mm-hmm. the point where some could and have been critical of that move because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. Right. And she's so pop. Now, what I want to do is almost as giving a background and a defense for Whitney's induction. Are you are we do trace the lineage? We are going to n- not so much trace the lineage but we're going to focus in on pop and we are going to go through the hall's history with pop inductees. Great. And I would describe that as tracing the lineage. Yeah, I think for that sure. is. Yeah, but okay. I want to be I want to be clear that so you could also trace and this is another defense of Whitney that we won't necessarily get into but you could trace a soul and R&B soul lineage R&B of Whitney. Whitney. Yes. All the way back to Whitney-age. like Aretha and Etta James and artists like that. But we're going to go more on the on the on pop, the pop side, side of things. Yeah, that is a little bit more of my knowledge base, but I know that the story and the changing terms of soul and R&B is like that's a whole episode. That's a fascinating oh, yes. um, right. thing to talk about so i want well, and I, I mean, we will, i'm sure we will get into this but yeah i mean it has to do with like crossover appeal aka being a popular with white audiences mm-hmm. makes you pop whereas yeah. having a primarily <laughs> yeah. black audience makes you soul right too many people it, yeah there is there is racism baked into how we define 100%. pop music and it has changed and uh for the better but back in the day yeah pop music meant you were pop white and the music, same exact music from yeah. a black artist is urban or yeah. r&b or it used to literally be called like black music mm-hmm. uh I think. yeah yeah or like um, on billboard yeah, yeah like black contemporary charts or Get something this. like that genres or the black are music chart flawed <laughs> genres might just be flawed uh-huh. just like a um, human but being. that that is something to consider uh or something that i try to consider as i put together the list of the the pop inductees is that the way we think of pop and the way we have thought of pop um also as i put this together i got rid of all the rock bands Wonderful. There are plenty of rock bands who are it's very... It's about time. Let's get rid of the rock bands. <laughs> there are inducted divas. So many rock bands who are very poppy, like, yeah. say, Journey or Bon Jovi or the even Beatles? like the Beatles or Dave Clark Five or the Zombies or whatever you want to do. Yeah. But for the purposes of this, I mean, we can't do a three-hour long episode. No. But uh, I had to narrow this down somehow. Uh, so I got rid of the rock bands. I also tried to get rid of artists that are super associated with a particular genre, like the Country. Queen of Soul, yeah. Aretha, even though she has a lot of pop in her, mm-hmm. took her out because she's the Queen of Soul. The King of Soul, Sam Cooke, same thing. King of <laughs> Rock and Roll, Elvis Presley. Uh, King of Pop? 
He's he better be on this he, journey. You better believe he's on the journey. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I tried to, but it's as you might imagine, difficult to parse the things out. Yeah. Did the best I could. Yeah. Someone once said Gen- genres are flawed. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a perfect list. You know, there are artists like Buddy Holly or Roy Orbison who are very poppy, but I think of them as foundational rock and roll artists. Uh, or someone like James Brown or Jackie Wilson, who I think of as super important to soul and R&B. Yeah. So again, it's not perfect. I limited it to... White artists. Can you guess <laughs> how many How many inductees? Um, Eight. Eighteen. I made it the top 40. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good old Joe coming through. Seemed appropriate. Oh my God. I narrowed it down to what we can call the top 40 here. The pop 40. Oh, hello, hello. <laughs> Top of the pop. All right, so let's stop, start from the beginning. I really, I of that first class in 1986. I think the most pop of those artists is the Everly Brothers. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you th- you think about songs like "All I Have to Do Is Dream." Dream, 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 dream. There's a lot of country in there, and there's a lot of rockabilly and rock and roll, but it, 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 there's a foundation of pop. Do we know when the term pop was coined? Like, was it NSYNC? Like, I'm just like, like <laughs> no. No, I mean, like, where where did, like, the term I know itself? that it comes from the word popular, popular obviously. obviously, but, like, when did it start being used? Used uh, widely. Yeah. So that's a really great question. I'm going to get this wrong, and uh, but I I know generally it's been in use for a really long time. But our modern understanding of pop as being music that is widely shared and generally shiny, happy things like Upbeat, that. Yeah, that's that's more of the last couple decades, whereas mm-hmm. pop was used for at least 200 years in describing lots of types of things, art. Uh, of all sorts and mm-hmm. and even you think of pop art yeah right? any that warhol term. that's like mm-hmm. yeah, part of when it started getting really popularized mm-hmm. to use to use the, the term. correct now, term. here's mm-hmm. the thing though pop dance is popping and locking and <laughs> it's a very different and that's very different, different thing. just as different yeah. let's be clear the next year 87 uh we have <laughs> Smokey robinson who again associated with a lot of genres but has mm-hmm. a lot of pop in his career And then it, uh, basically a teen idol and an, one of the most pop inductees was inducted that second year and that's Ricky Nelson. Whoa. Tell and me Rick, about Ricky Nelson. And Ricky Nelson came out of a TV show and he was a teenager on a show called The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. And it was a real family. What? Ozzie, Wait, a real family? Yes, this was a real family, but <laughs> it was a... That makes me seem... Like, how did I not know that? But it was a scripted... Keeping up with Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah. It was a sitcom. The Whoa. Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. And it ran for a very long time. And it was, they were really married to each other and those were their it was real, a real children. Family. Ozzie Nelson was the father. And then Ricky Nelson was like the heartthrob teenager. And there would be like almost like proto music videos in those early days because he would just like start singing a song because it was no all way. integrated. He has like a song about being like a teenager in love. A teenager's romance is fickle or true. A teenager's romance is red hot or blue. He would sing that. He'd like debut it on the show. And he was like super handsome, you know, like 16, 17 year old. Yeah. And he was very much a heartthrob. But he also, he did a lot of music that was very rock and roll. Wow. But he's very much like a teenage idol in the pop tradition. That's the first that I've heard at least that far back of someone being groomed to be a star from personality and like star making versus music or being discovered because of your actual music. And then mm-hmm. obviously that becomes a trend later on oh, yes. as yeah. pop becomes very image based. Absolutely. I mean, it's always been well, and also that's just interesting because you know we've had discussions on this show about the monkeys and things like that, and it's just Ricky Nelson got his start on Ozzy and Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah, did he write the songs? Typically, not. No, I'm I'm gonna guess no. No, but Billie no. Eilish here. Okay? Yeah, but what do I know? You know, 
And then 88. Billie Eilish will for sure be a first year inductee. Interesting. Okay. I mean, we'll, time we'll will tell. Time, time will tell. tell. Right? A lot okay. of people were saying that about Eiffel 65. <laughs> and then what happened? Yeah, because they, they had so many hits and uh-huh. they won all the I guess she just needs to stay sane. Yeah, that's really, I mean, good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yikes. Let's go to the next year, 1988. I think one of the great pop groups of all time, the Supremes. I've got three artists that I think fit in the pop category, which is The Temptations. Stevie Wonder. And Dion. Dion. Neon Dion? Dion Cole? (laughs) Uh, <laughs> uh, he went by Dion. His his group was called the Belmonts. Dion DiMucci is his full name. What is he Italian? Very. <laughs> Dion DiMucci. Hey, I'm in the rock call. You would What's know the only, uh, only accent that it's a that's okay to do, I guess. Yeah. You would know Run Around Sue. <laughs> and then you would maybe know The Wanderer. They call me the Wanderer. commercial for some sort of teddy bear that you could oh, draw uh, on. that was the doodle bear. The doodle bear. That's wow. what it was. You put they me in the washing it. machine and I come out nice <laughs> and clean because I'm the doodle bear. <laughs> and because they would draw, because he talks about how he has tattoos of all these women's names on him. And in the commercial, it was these young girls writing names all over a teddy bear and then putting them in mm-hmm. the washing machine. He comes out nice because I'm the doodle bear. There's no room for something new. And then 1990, we get really pop. We have four artists, and some of them are almost like pure pop. You've got Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, You've got the four tops, you know, very R&B, but also a lot of pop. Then these next two, I think, are extremely pop, which is the Four Seasons. Yes, definitely. Which are extremely pop. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you listen to, to a song day. like Big Girls Don't Cry. Yeah. It's nothing but pop. You know, what other genre could that be? It's sparkly. Mm-hmm. It's shining. And also it was kind of like considered like teeny bopper music, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. which is kind of the beginning of pop in some ways yeah i would say so like yeah, our modern idea of, yeah. mo- of pop and then i would also throw in bobby darren oh yes absolutely who ab- absolutely comes from like a pop tradition mm-hmm. almost to an extent where i mean he is a rock and roll artist but he also owes something to like sinatra is he and, like those other guys is he, he is splish splash okay i was taking a bath splish splash i was taking a bath long about a saturday night and then so we skip a few years with not too many pop artists. And then we get to 94. We have Elton John and Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, mama. And, you know, both those guys have a lot of rock in their bones. But especially later in their careers, they have some but, shit that is just pop all day. Yeah, but Elton John, to me, I would just classify as a pop artist. I Am I crazy? <laughs> um, the not, spectacle, mm. the, the tone... Obviously, has a lot of influences in his music. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying that like, there's no Elton John songs really that you'd be like, oh, this sounds like Elvis. Right. I think too something about Elton John that leans him towards pop is the fact that he does not play guitar. Um, I think that if he were a guitarist, we would be like, that is a rocker. Right. Well, like I was saying, Saturday Night is all right for fighting is like huge electric guitar distortion up front. So he has those songs, but yeah, he's more in the little Richard mold of a yeah. of a rock and roll artist. Uh, and then Rod Stewart, yeah, later in his career, having shit like Forever Young. Forever Young, baby. Like, you know, again, nothing but pop. Let's go to 95 where we've yeah, got... Yeah, let's. Yeah, c- come with me, won't you? Oh, I'm, I'm alive now. To, 
Yeah. Oh no. We, yeah, I think you might have. You, I think we already passed that line. That I was alive. Yeah, I think we did. But anyway. No, you said 91 last. In 94. Okay, I was alive. You missed it. All right. I was you were alive to see and experience Elton John and Rod Stewart getting inducted in the Rock Hall. And, you know, you were there, right? At the Waldorf Astoria. The memory is so, so vivid. I remember it was a cool day. Uh, the par- mm-hmm. Partly cloudy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, keep going. Yeah, humidity <laughs> was at 42%. Oh. Yuck. Yeah. Well, that's Cleveland for you. It was in New York. York. Okay. (laughs) Good, good, good. (laughs) And then, so we go to 1995. Ellie's alive still. (laughs) And we've got Martha and the Vandellas. Dancing in the Street. Absolutely a bop. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Absolutely a bop and absolutely pop. (laughs) <laughs> I think Absolutely so. a top pop bop Top yeah. pop bop coming from Martha and the Vandellas <laughs> <laughs> But yeah I think it Really I and we'll We'll see this in the next year at 96 With the Shirelles I feel like Ooh. the girl groups Are pop Like if you're Absolutely. gonna put them in a category Whether it's the Supremes, the Shirelles uh, Martha and the Vandellas That is pop Absolutely I mean you can always describe them as Leaning toward Rhythm and and whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, rhythm I mean, but that is but why like, they're often put in that category. It's they're often talking about highly relatable situations. That's a key aspect of pop to mm-hmm. me. And also, I mean, relatable to like dancing in the youth street. culture. Um, yeah, I think the youth capturing aspect yes the is feeling it, of what's going thing. on. Yeah, if if you're talking about counterculture, you're talking about the the joy de vivre. Of the younger generation and what they're listening to and what they're interested in, mm-hmm. and boys worrying about your boyfriends and and my boyfriend's back and whatever, and you're right. gonna have a problem. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know people tend to trivialize that, and I think that people trivialize pop music. It's just uh, you're just talking about love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is the most common theme yeah. of all time. <laughs> um, Vandella, is that what? What is that? What does that mean? Yeah. Oh, it's a type of mythological yeah, creature. Yeah, exactly. Like a vanilla. That is that a flower uh, that blooms soul only in the night? <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious. Like Martha and the... Like I know the Supremes. That makes sense. The Shirelles. That sounds like something someone made up because it sounds nice. You know? Mm-hmm. Vandella also sounds like something that just sounds nice that they were like, it's days. So Barry Gordy gave them the name the Vandellas. The popular belief was that they were named after... Della Reese and Van Dyke Street. Okay, there we go. But that's not true. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Martha Reese. That's did how not those things get popularized because someone comes up with a reason and, and it, it sounds, sounds good, right? Yeah. And no one cares to question it because what are the stakes? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, it doesn't seem. It seems like maybe Barry Gordy just kind of came up with it because he thought it sounded it sounded good. nice. Yeah. I was just curious. I I um had never thought about it until this moment, and I thought maybe someone would have an answer. They were called the Vells. Before they were called the Vandellas. Interesting. I wonder if that has anything to do with like trying to conjure vixen or it, it's it's a little evo- yeah provocative a little bit. Vandella. 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 Interesting. But you know, getting back to kind of what you were saying, Ellie, about how it's youth culture and it's counterculture. I think that speaks to the strong connection between pop music and rock and roll because yeah. i think that's a that's a way you can describe both those genres definitely i think it's hard to have one really without the other yeah i mean i think in my experience in the modern era rock as a genre has been struggling so some people who are not as educated and cool as me would maybe <laughs> th- associate rock with not the youth for sure and but that's always been part of its history. Mm-hmm. It's just having a little bit of a downturn lately. <laughs> yeah. And we, we talk about why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a kind of expansive definition of the term. Yeah. And it's, bec- it's because rock and roll is... Here to stay? It will never die? Well, under their <laughs> definition. But if mm-hmm. you kind of adhere to an older definition... And especially if you just can call it rock, it gets narrow. But if you are thinking of the spirit of rock and roll, 
and you're being honest about the lineage and all those things, then it does, it includes nearly anything that is vibrant and youthful. Yeah. Or it should be. I mean, I definitely think so. I think the at the core of this conversation is, I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has done a really good thing by understanding and acknowledging for years that genre is malleable and that the term rock and roll is something that needs to be flexible. Um, yeah. But s- trying to stay in terms of some type of parameters here, thats it's a really hard job to do because these things change relatively quickly in terms of like the span of human history empathy for the nomcom over Mm -hmm. here yeah i mean but yeah it's true it's it's hard to i don't think they always get it right but Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah for example you were pulling for dave matthews band and they didn't hard (laughs) yeah they didn't get in this year and you're you're upset and we're sorry and well every every hot person i went to high school with is upset (laughs) (laughs) hey same which is weird that's weird spanning generation why does everyone on the bachelor love country so much a question for another time that is an interesting all of them no matter where they're from really yeah i don't watch the bachelor is that always everybody's like yeah we you know, that's a whole episode, really. Yeah. Country is the one, I think, definitive thing that is not, not included in the, in the rock. rock. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Willie. pre-rock and roll Willie, era shit. No. Uh, no, not Willie. Johnny I'm Cash. sorry. Johnny Cash is the only one. Yeah, that makes sense. No Dolly. Yeah. No Willie. No Willie, no Waylon. That's fair. They don't even want it. They've got They theirs. also have their own they have their Hall own. of Fame. They have their own. So stay out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so stay out of it. In, saying if they put Dolly in, that would people would be so hyped. That would just be a very big boon. Dolly is on such an upswing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1997, we've got two very pop acts. And I'm finally alive wow. also. 1997. Oh, God. I'm finally alive. Oh, so. welcome to the world, <laughs> you yeah. sweet bouncing baby bundle of joy. Uh, sorry, who? My 22-year-old co-host, <laughs> Kristen Stuttered. That's me. Uh, what? Um, no. No, 97 who, who was when in? you graduated college, right? <laughs> no. Gosh. <laughs> I'm having fun. Are we having fun? I like to have fun. So we have the Jackson 5 in 1997. <laughs> influential in the genre of pop absolutely also we've got a little a little prince of pop on his way to becoming king uh and then also and then i I would put this maybe in the top five most pop inductees potentially the bgs oh Oh, absolutely i mean and the the thing is the bgs did have an early career before all the disco stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, what was it like? Was kind, it folky? It was, yeah. It, I think, yeah, kind of. It was a little folky, and it was in the era kind of of the British invasion, even though they are Australian. Have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? Do you know what it's like on the outside? And they took a hard... Australian. You're right. That's yeah. so crazy. What you doing in the night? <laughs> you just can't tell when their voices are that high. You can't have an Australian accent <laughs> yeah. in a falsetto. It's impossible. I'd uh, like. I'd love to see you specifically try. try. All right. Here we go. I'm yeah, trying. I don't think you can. Is there like, anyone who uh, sings in an Australian? But is there anyone who sings in an Australian accent? Dang away, my baby. Like Kylie Minogue <laughs> doesn't sing in an Australian yeah. accent. Dang away, my baby. <laughs> Okay, we're having fun. We sure are. I'm just trying to. Is there anybody who sings in an Australian accent at all? Sings in an Australian accent. Five seconds of summer? Do they sing in an Australian accent? It's hard to sing in an accent at all. No, but like British people do it, and the proclaimers did it, and you know what I mean? Like there's like tons of. Um, that's a good British question. people that sing with British accents. Right. There are. I cannot think of a band that sings with an Australian accent. I'm going to Crowded do, House. I'm. I'm going. No, they're from New Zealand, and also oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think that. Oh yeah, but that he sounds a little bit. I'm going to look into this. You keep going. Well, you know what? I think we're ready to. Oh. At this point, why don't we take a break? And if we'll we'll do a little research in the break, and then when we come back, we will finish up talking about the top forty pop inductees in the Rock Hall. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, you... Remembered the existence of the song, Land Down Under. Down Find Under. Minute Week. Five Minute Week. Yeah, so that we, we figured out some Australian sounding. I think also ACDC's from Australia, and there's occasionally Thunder. some talk singing in those songs. I think it you have to be talk singing for it to be yeah. to sound Australian. Colin Hay in Men at Work does that somewhat frequently. Well, let's jump back into our pop inductees. We're getting to a very pop act, the Mamas and the Papas. The Mamas oh and the Papas. Us. Us in 1998. 99, we've got a lot of pop acts, including Billy Joel. Whoa, okay. I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life. Well, so Billy Joel to me falls in the sort of Elton John Billy Joel. No, I'm not going to let you have. Joe hates it so much. His face it's a complicated, immobile, weird road to go down. Doing an Elton John song, but saying Billy Joel's name. We were talking about how he follows the tributary of. And Elton Benny John. has the same first letter as Billy. Yeah. B oh, J. And I know that. Billy Joel. <laughs> I can't read. You know so what? If you why. liked that part, why don't you send us a tweet? Yeah. Well, okay. Um, yeah. So Billy Joel. Sim- yeah. Similarly, very, very poppy uh, throughout his whole career. Absolutely. And then we've got uh, someone also very storytelling. Uptown girl. Uh, and very storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling is present in a lot of genres, but I definitely find that to be something that crosses over into the pop territory when there's a full narrative. Pretty straightforward narratives too. Pop yeah. tends to be less obtuse. Yeah, I feel I feel like in rock songs will have stories, but sometimes it's confusing you have or to it's dig odd. To understand mm-hmm. what they're saying. Certain pop songs will just lay it all out for you, and I feel like Billy mm-hmm. Joel does that. Someone <laughs> pointed this out, and I thought it was really funny that a lot of Billy Joel songs start out and they tell you exactly who, what, and where. Oh, <laughs> it's a good so we're article. living here in Allentown. Uh, Anthony works at the grocery store. Uh, it just every everything. It was nine o'clock on a Saturday. Like he gives you the information up front. Wait, hold on, scene. Billy Joel. Where are we? Yeah, right, right, right. It's really good. It's a very good start to an improv scene. Mm-hmm. You need to know establish who, your you world. Need to establish your world. Who, what, where, and then it's all yes and from there on. <laughs> yeah. Billy Joel was just really the first improviser. Just heighten, baby. Um, he wrote all his songs just based on. On one audience one suggestion, suggestion. Yeah. yeah of pasta <laughs> right i've got bottle Piano! of red okay bottle of red um bottle of white all right 99 we also get someone i didn't include with their rock band but paul mccartney oh wonderful whose post beatles career is extremely pop absolutely I saw Paul McCartney recently. At Dodger Stadium? It's crazy how much the post-Beatles career comes through as extremely boppable, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not... I wasn't as familiar with Wings, but Wings is amazingly... Uh, Wings is pretty uh, pop. I would yeah, absolutely. Pop band. And, and the induction of Paul McCartney solo is more or less including Wings because that's yeah. his solo I project, just, right? He just yeah. called it that for his own sake. I yeah. Guess. But uh, yeah, I was definitely struck by just and Wings will not get. I'm so sorry. No, yeah. wing, no, Wings will, wings not, get will not get inducted because He's the not get Paul McCartney induction. It's not. Yeah, includes that, that includes Wings. That. Yeah. Uh, in 1999, we also have Dusty Springfield, very pop. You would know her from Son of a Preacher Man. Was the son of a preacher man. Oh my goodness. You, See, I did not imagine a woman. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, okay, oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know the name, but it's just out of my purview. Uh, but she also has a lot of great songs that I would say are even poppier than that song. Okay. You might know the song Wishing and Hoping. Yes. Wishing and hoping and singing and praying. Popularized in My Best Friend's Wedding. My Best Friend's Wedding. Big, okay. Big yeah. renaissance for that song. 1999, we also get like a very early pop artist, almost like a straggler from that era because they inducted all like the 50s and 60s guys. But right. by 99, Del Shannon was still not inducted. Tell me about Del Shannon. Now, I do not know him. Del We've Shannon's... talked about him a lot on the show and I never remember anything. His big song is called Runaway. And I wonder where she will 
uh, Del Shannon also he he had like songs you you'll hear like in a fifties diner. Okay. You know those types of songs. There's a song he has called "Little Town Flirt." Don't you think those lyrics are like very like classic pop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Talk. Man eater. You know. Yeah. You, it's not even up to you. She's too cute, or he's too cute. It's always like these overwhelming forces of they're gonna get devotion ya. or mm-hmm. heartbreak or whatever. I love it. Uh, in the year two thousand, a pop inductee who I kind I was on the fence about including, but I think he's pretty pop, even though he's also very folk. Which is James Taylor. Oh, absolutely. Whenever I see your smiling face, I have to smile myself because I love you. Yeah. James Taylor, who gets uh, high key mentioned in Taylor Swift songs all the mm-hmm. time. Name drop. In what song is that? Begin oh, again. You say you never met one girl who had as many James Taylor records as you, but I do. James Taylor is also someone in this categorization isn't always, you know, the most accurate or telling, but he is nominated for the Grammy Male Pop Vocal back in the heyday. Wow. All the time and won it quite oh, a bit. Oh, wow. He, he couldn't go it in the male folk vocal category. Focal? They've, yeah, they've never had a the focal, focal category, mm-hmm. right? All these M- focal yokels. All these focal yokels. <laughs> All right, 2001, uh, we get Paul Simon, who I think oh, absolutely. very poppy. And then we get the king of pop. We get Michael Jackson in 2001. And there you go. And that's uh, as poppy as it gets. And when others are not, we've brought, Kristen, you bring this up quite a bit. Uh-huh. When it feels like pop artists are neglected by the hall, the reasoning behind it doesn't have a ton of weight given that Michael Jackson was inducted. Right. Yep. That is really interesting. And I also think. There's something happening here where the only person really that stands out to me preceding him is Elton John, but definitely correct me if I mess that up, but someone whose music is indelibly connected to their performance and their pageantry versus just getting up there and playing their songs. That they're an entertainer. They're an entertainer. And er you can describe entertainer in a lot of ways. You know, Mm -hmm. I would definitely describe Paul McCartney as entertainer. Of course. But Paul McCartney isn't... Is it known for his weird glasses or whatever, you know, or his gloves? Is he going to, like, do the splits? You know what I mean? I think there's a particular emblematic (laughs) pop aspect of both performing your music and putting on a full Pageantry, show. yeah. Dancing, choreography, costumes. Yes. What you're getting is beyond just the music. Creating a world. Yeah. And creating a, an iconic sort of Maybe brand. Persona. Eras. Personas. Level. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking back and there are a few There's here a where you can, it's not to that extent, but like you think of the Supremes and you think of the visual that was presented yeah. and they're standing in a very specific way and their hair is a very specific Yeah. You could way. definitely argue that Motown sort of began that idea of because even with the Jackson of Five, being really yeah. specific about your image and, and your presentation, and honing it in, and and being sharp and being presentable and having a look, and that's that's been going around forever. But it's yeah. like I will also say though that Elvis really follows follows quite squarely into that category mm-hmm. as We're not well. About Elvis, I mean, thank God, right? And he doesn't he doesn't fit the rules. Yeah, <laughs> the rules I set for yeah. it, which, which should be made rules. to increase the like the engagement on this, so that people can be like, "Hi, I disagree." Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just put typos in my tweets so that my engagement goes up. Cool. That's cool marketing hysterical. technique. Oh, my God. It's, it's never actually intentional, but that's what I'd like to say. <laughs> 2002, we've got some, we've got two kind of unsung pop heroes. The first is Gene Pitney. He was like a teen idol, but he was also a very good songwriter. He wrote, He's a Rebel. He has some really good pop songs, though, for himself. He has a really good song called It Hurts to Be in Love. Gene Pitney, I don't think he really... I mean, it, this was late. This was 2002, and this is an artist from the 60s. And so it was nice for him to get his due. Yeah, it was... And I also think a little bit of it had to do with the fact that he was also such a talented songwriter mm-hmm. as well. And he and he was voted in. He didn't have mm-hmm. to get influenced was, in or anything like that. But he was on the ballot 
eight times. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, since like the very beginning. Is he part of that seven time club or whatever? No, because they, they were not consecutive. Oh. Yeah. The, the Dwayne Eddy rule. Um, and then also that year was Brenda Lee. We walk along hand in hand. Mm, who was the top selling pop artist or just female artist of the 60s. She definitely fits that mold that we're seeing of seeing individual and groups from the 50s, 60s, these kind of really relatable, really cute, full on poppy as hell. Both individuals and groups are getting put into the rock hall. That seems to be like a total blueprint going forward. Yeah. The seventies pop, like how, you would never describe these we've had are what Bee Gees and Bee Gees. Michael Jackson was technically around Jackson Five. Yeah, Jackson Five. Um, you know, Billy Joel was around James Taylor. Okay. So we have some representation, and yeah. Elton John obviously was like a big part of the seventies. Oh yeah, seventies. Okay. All right, then let's go to 2003, where we've got. I mean, 2003 was like a punk year. That was the Clash and the Police and Elvis Costello, but also and like ACDC. Uh, but also that year was the Righteous Brothers. Oh. I do not know who that is. Oh, but you would definitely know the you Righteous Brothers. Would. Yeah, you, you would also you know. Oh, it's a Duff guy. You would know. Yeah. 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 A lot of movies. A lot of movies. A lot of eighties movies. Well, Bill Medley from the Righteous Brothers sings. Bill I've Med- had that. Well, I've had the time of my life. Oh. From Dirty Dancing. Okay. Yeah. So that's. Okay. And that song is constructed almost to sound like a little bit like a classic Righteous Brothers song. Well, I actually just listened to the um, uh, that movie show on Netflix or watched it about Dirty Dancing and they talked about how they had to get this type of song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very much in the mold of, of classic Righteous Brothers. And they got Bill Medley, who kind of looks like Will Ferrell. One of one <laughs> oh. of two inductees who looks uh, a lot like Gosh, Will Ferrell. Gosh, because the drummer from the Chili <laughs> Peppers Smith. looks like yeah, him too. Right. That's funny. 2004, we've got Prince. Um, Abby. Someone who Absolutely. transcends genre. Really? And maybe yeah. that's what makes him pop, is the fact that he cannot be contained. He eschews a lot of things that I would traditionally consider pop, but then he, like, also redefined it. He's so, mm-hmm. he's so iconic. I mean, you could... Uh, let me count the ways. But it's just... <laughs> yeah, he's interesting. It's almost like yes. he's not a great example of what the hall will do going forward because he is... So everything and and new all at all and, at the same and but at the same time singular singular but also has all these elements of other things mm-hmm. but yeah but again another an entertainer someone yes. who's putting on a full show a spectacle uh, owns basically a color yes <laughs> a symbol yeah he, the brand is strong symbol, if you will the city of minneapolis right. yeah like, the brand yeah. is super strong in 2007 we get like the last straggler girl group which is the ronettes know how the Ronettes got its name because of Ronnie of Spector. Ronald was... Vell Johnson. No, Reginald <laughs> With. <laughs> I truly please got that. <laughs> it's because actually uh, Ronald McDonald put them together. Very, I'll accept that. <laughs> they're, they're actually put together for a McDonald's campaign. They were called the Ronettes. They were originally backing up a soul singing Ronald McDonald. Yeah. This is where this is Ellie's actually... looking at you like, like you. Uh, She's looking I'm at me just like because I McDonald. thought it was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Two thousand eight again. This is like a top top five most pop Madonna. That's oh my what God. I thought you were going to say when you said Bee most Gees. pop. I yeah. cannot Gees, believe yeah. that. I'm like, Madonna is the most I'm pop happy of all the to hear that. Not only is Madonna in the rock hall, she got in as soon as she was eligible. Bitch. Yes, that's, I mean, it yeah. had to be mm-hmm. by that. Well, you'd be surprised. Whitney. Whitney. Uh, no, no. I, I would say not had to be inducted first year, but that how soon she's been inducted is shocking to me. I want to know what was happening in that year that that would be the move because it is very surprising to me that they wouldn't 
make Madonna wait. Do you know what no I mean? No one makes Madonna because wait. Because Madonna is so pop. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a few things. Okay. I, I think I have an answer to it, which is that Ooh. he uh, Madonna was discovered by a man named Seymour Stein. Seymour Stein. Who has been on our podcast okay. twice. <laughs> on he, the podcast? He's, yeah. Yes, and he's, he is he one of guest. the founders he's maybe not a founder right. but he is extremely influential was uh the president of the rock hall at, and i think wow. at this time was he was running the nominating committee he was just a major player and she is one of his most important signings wow so without question okay. he advocated I mean, so for her there's definitely an influence of there's some politics yeah in the rock hall for sure i would say that is it Plus the fact that she... Wait. She's undeniable. <laughs> she's undeniable and white. Right. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. That might I mean, just like genre, the rock call is fallible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But this was one case where they did the right thing. Yeah, Putting I think in so. Madonna. Is I, Cher in the rock hall? No, Cher is not in the rock hall. Well, no shit. We talked about it on that one episode with okay, all the... Yeah, I bet you've had an episode about that. That's shocking to me. Yeah, especially because she has the history that goes back into the 60s that you think would appeal right. to the Rock Hall set. Has and she Sunny ever been Cher- nominated? No, she's never been. Sunny and Cher, like, right. there's a tragic history there, but she mm-hmm. continues making incredible records. And she has had huge hits in a lot of decades. Huge hits in a lot of decades. And also, she is very hype on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she continues to be in the cultural conversation, and I think she has definite influence. I mean, she's one mm-hmm. of the first artists to ever fully utilize autotune yeah that's um, true if for better like, or for worse some i mean i think say. for better i think autotune i think is great when it used correctly um and i think a lot of the dislike of autotune has a lot to do with just people not liking change mm-hmm. and thinking oh i i know what talent is and talent to me is a specific vocal skill but autotune really evens it out same with soundcloud <laughs> bedroom producing all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff that all comes into play but Anyway, back to Cher. That is shocking to me. And mm-hmm. there's someone who has absolute spectacle, a fashion icon, yes. puts on a show, mm-hmm. is fully, yeah, I don't know. I think Cher should get in. I think if Cher was on the ballot, she'd get in yeah. immediately. So I think why is she not on the ballot? It's hard to say. Because all those guys at that meeting, when we had the- We were talking to Seymour yeah. Stein at Al- um, and they were all like, oh, yeah, for sure. They were like, share, share, yes. Pat Benatar, no. <laughs> I remember. No to Pat I'll Benatar. I'll never forget. Right. That's weird. <laughs> no, yeah. It was a wild one. In 2010, maybe the most, I mean, Madonna's up there with pop inductees, but yeah. this this might be the top one, which is ABBA. Wow, yes, wow. yes, 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 yes. You're going to put ABBA in and not put Cher in too? I'm just saying like if yeah, you could be crazy. like, wow, Cher's too disco or whatever. You, you have know, the Bee Gees and ABBA in. I guess I don't want, I'm just trying to. You want to come out to, as anti-Cher. No, I'm not anti-Cher. But man, oh fucking man, did ABBA have so many hits. Oh, I know, like, I I know Cher be, did, but like ABBA, I mean, it's just wall to wall. If you tied their hits to my ankles, and I'm not saying like in a metaphorical sense, I'm saying like literally just the records, whatever the weight of that is, not mm-hmm. heavy, right? Mm-hmm. If you tied those in equal measure to my left and right ankles and dropped me in Echo Park Lake, I would die there because they have so many hits. <laughs> yeah, it's really painting a picture, <laughs> but it's true. She got there. She got there. And I think there's probably some, there's something also that there, there's a little bit of more credibility with the fact that ABBA was like pretty much fully in-house, wrote their own stuff, produced mm. their own stuff. Even like, and who's to say whether or not that matters, but I think that does hold some weight. I've always thought it's cooler. <laughs> I mean, it is cooler, but like it, there are yeah. Elvis did not there's write a, his own shit. There's you know a long I mean? history on both sides yes. of the on the coin, uh, and if you're really, really good at what you do, it doesn't matter. Let's go to 2011, where we've got some pretty poppy artists. We've got Darlene Love. And then we've also got Neil Diamond. Ooh. Oh wow! Neil Diamond Ooh. is in the real poppy. Hall. Yeah, that is wild. To you me. know that you we watched his I induction. Forget we I watched his induction remember. and we talked about. Uh, well, what was funny about his induction was he was like, "Yeah, I, I pay my my grandkids dental. 
I, do, I you know I'm out here helping people. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> he was funny. just like kind of rambling, and oh, he was like, "Gosh, who inducted him? Do you remember?" Uh, Paul Simon. Huh. Yeah, and he made a he made a point. He was like, "I think it's taken so long for Neil Diamond to get in the Rock Hall because he did that song with Barbara Streisand." Oh, and then wait, when, really? Yeah, and then when Neil got up, he's like. I love Barbara. What are you talking about? Wow. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. Kick me out. It's see great. when you get me back in yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, honestly, Neil is very poppy, but he is very rocky and he is pop rock. Mm-hmm. In do you know the Neil Diamond's sense. legal birth name, family name is Diamond? I did not know that. Yeah. I had to assume that was a, it was a stage name. A stage nom. No. Uh, Cherry Cherry is one of my all-time good mood songs in the whole world Mm -hmm. you put that one on honey i can't feel bad it's real hard to feel bad when that song is on and that's the power of pop she got the way to prove me cherry she got the way to prove me 2012 we've got kind of a fringe pop artist but someone who i would say is part of the pop tradition laura nero Like Baroque pop is sometimes the <laughs> the term used. But you think about where she fits into... I mean, she's a singer-songwriter, but she is not folk at all. No. And I think she wrote a lot of songs that a lot of pop groups covered, whether it was, or artists, whether it was Barbara Streisand or Three Dog Night. And you think about Bette Midler inducted her and Sarah Bareilles did the yeah. tribute performance... I think that speaks to like kind of her her legacy of, of pop. And you know, it also reminds me once again that Carol King should be in as a performer. Mm-hmm. It reminds me in Ooh, the certainly. most upsetting way. I'm just so yeah. mad and in I'm, this moment. And so about. many, yeah. I mean, she's inducted as a songwriter, and so many of the artists that we've gone through have had hits with Carol King yeah. songs. You know, <laughs> it's enraging. Uh, 2013 super poppy artist Donna Summer. Hell yeah! Oh, absolutely. Uh, very disco. But also, I mean, you think of a song like Bad Girls. Bad Girls. Beep, beep. That is a, that is a pop song. Sad girls, talking about the sad girls. We've got some more pop coming your way in 2014. <laughs> All right. Uh, Next up, we got some more hot pop coming your way. And, and they're not I against... just graduated from high school. <laughs> <laughs> they're not against the rules because they're not a rock band, but they're close. Hollow Notes. Oh, definitely. Very pop. Absolutely. Uh, and you think it's not like Private Eyes or like really a lot of man stuff. Eater. It is. You mentioned the the idea of a man eater before. They have a song called Man yeah. Eater. But, but, Absolutely yeah. thinking about but. that. But they, I mean, they're also in the category of blue eye soul, but you know, they are just as much of a pop. Yeah, Maneater would be my walk-on song if I played in the MLB. <laughs> now we're getting we're getting close to the current year, uh, twenty nineteen. We had some pop artists, Stevie Nicks. Absolutely, you know, I think is is very pop. And if, if you're going to differentiate between her solo career and Fleetwood Mac, which I think Fleetwood Mac is very poppy, but again, the rules. Stevie Nicks, <laughs> her solo output was much poppier. If you were to stand back and have a look mm-hmm. at her hits yes. outside of Fleetwood Mac, you would see there that is they a, are quite a pop poppy. sensibility. And I, I recommend you do so. And then also what had been a huge snub for a long time and a great pop artist. Here we go, baby. Janet Jackson. Oh, congrats to Janet Jackson. Janet. Janet. JJ. I love that. And she was someone, and she had been on the ballot for a few times. Justice for Janet. Yeah. And it was was very well-timed, her induction. Yeah. Because Uh, Justin Timberlake performed at the Super Bowl last year. Yep. And I, I was going to say because it, it came Last out year? that, well, Les Moonves got uh, oh, yes. tattooed. Yes, and yes, then yes, all that yes, stuff came yes. out about how he tried to keep her down. Yep. Specifically and then, ruin her life. Sabotage her career. it was justice for Janet and she got in the rock all that year and that ruled. Ugh, and then so glad. that brings us to 2020. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Let's hear it for the girl. One of the. <laughs> I mean, I know why that on that's earth, not her. Why on earth would. It's but not, there's so many of her songs. Yeah. <laughs> but that is, I guess, that it is. Like, you nothing. could have said that you get so emotional. 
<laughs> you said I she's know. our baby tonight. Yeah, but for some reason you you went a uh, direction. Um, yeah, Whitney. <laughs> and you know she had been she was eligible for like ten years, and it felt like the thing that was keeping her out was that she was like too pop. But then you look. You, Do you think that's what was keeping her out? Yeah, I, I mean we've gone through this entire list, and she has such a specific clear history of so many artists that she's similar to mm-hmm. so it's almost like we've made a case here tonight about our girl whitney is that you know if you're so against pop you've got to look at the history of the hall and the inductees that have been pop and it fits right in and you and you shouldn't uh if you if you feel uneasy about it then you have problems with the hall pretty much going back to the beginning and also you, dare you, I say part of the thing about fame is popularity and ev- that's in the name yes fame and pop just by another yeah. word what smells sweet <laughs> by the very nature of being I mean nearly every artist in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame made popular music exactly you know I mean I think what you've laid out here is basically a ironclad argument for why it is ridiculous that people push back against artists that are considered traditionally pop. You I heard mean, it I think here. You d- I ironclad. Think it, ironclad, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm biased, and I think that they should be <laughs> inducting pop artists. But on the whole, if you're going to acknowledge at all that rock and roll is not rigid and, and in terms of how the hall is processing what kind of artists that they're rewarding you have to open it up to those mm-hmm. things because they're indelibly connected. You could, I would call the rock and roll hall of fame because it is all about lasting impact, mm-hmm. like cultural influence, all these types of things to try and snuff out pop artists is like just going to make no sense. Zero sense. And it's against the very mission seemingly. And you're going to hit a dry spell. You're going to run out of mm-hmm. what you consider yeah, I'm one- in, as a purist, as a rockist, as a rock purist. I'm wondering as we go forward acts. what they're going to do with as the genre has changed and as the most successful modern artists are leaning further and further away from traditional rock. And I'm not saying that that's all the way gone or anything like that. We talked about that a little bit the last time I came on, but what they're going to do with major pop artists in the Madonna mold. Cause if you're looking at Madonna, you're going to look at all of those kind of epic a level, particularly female pop stars that reinvent themselves that have long careers. (laughs) Taylor Swift. And (laughs) you're going to look at people like Beyonce and so on lots of artists come up now and and i'm just wondering how they're going to handle that yeah and i think i think whitney is a major checkpoint on the way to those artists yeah indicating that it's okay to go down that road yeah because i'm especially bringing up beyonce it's like if you want to induct beyonce it's just crazy to think yeah well you couldn't do that without inducting whitney exactly yeah absolutely houston we have liftoff as the classic <laughs> saying goes, classic saying, Houston, a classic. people who don't want to induct Beyonce are gonna have a problem. There we mm-hmm. go. Hello. There it is. <laughs> perfectly, perfectly done, Ellie. Uh, Ellie, thank you so much for joining us here oh, tonight. Thank you for having me, and thank you for teaching me so much. Obviously, I'm more of a modern pop stand, but like mm-hmm. learning a lot more about this particular lineage, which of course has its rules. Uh, for, it's not everything. For the sake everything. of brevity, yes. Because <laughs> you were like, "How many are we gonna talk about?" I was like, eight. <laughs> Yeah, but we really right. got through it. Um, uh, I I love the flexibility of genre, and I think that if the Rock Hall is going to continue to have longevity, they have to continue being freaky deaky with the flexibility of how they're defining that. And heard, they already heard have. It here first. Yeah, they gotta get freaky deaky. Uh, Ellie, where can we find you online? Anything you want to plug? You write for a, a show. Yes, uh, I write for Good Mythical Morning. That's on YouTube. You can follow me on all social medias. It's at L-E-M-C-E-E-L-L-I-E-M-C-E. Beautiful. Uh, you can follow us at Rock Hall Pod on Twitter and Instagram. RockHallPod at gmail.com is the email. If you send us a message and you want Kristen to see it, you're going to have to indicate that somewhere. Otherwise, I'm not showing it to her. Um, and I like it that way. You can follow me at JoeKJoK on Twitter, at JoeQua on Instagram. I will be at the Club Cafe in Pittsburgh on March 6th at 8 p.m. Come on out to that. You Maybe can f- meet Joe's parents. Will your parents be there? Nah, they're definitely going to be there. Yep. <laughs> um, 
Kristen, you are at KStud across all platforms. You got anything coming up you want to plug? Nope. Great. All right. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode, why don't you say Lola? Because that's the dog who was with us for this episode. And that's how we'll know you listened to this particular episode. We want to thank Mike Lloyd for the logo. I want to thank Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Future Rock Legends for giving the information that helped to create this particular historical episode. Thank you to Joy Divine for the equipment. Thank you to Chad Briggs and Dave Schilling for letting us record in the home that I share with them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.